0: You're listening to the Legendarium Blue Team. You have chosen wisely. Please go to patreon.com legendarium to support the show. Nope. Nope. I reject that.
1: Hold on. I Hold reject on. that
0: it makes Harry stronger that she dies. I reject it. I hate it. It makes me so angry. Finish your thoughts. I am so sorry.
1: Finish your thoughts.
2: Wow. <laughs> All right. Shall we do this? Pick Let's up go. starting Let's with Murphy.
0: If they're still talking to us.
1: Oh, I hope they are. <laughs> Welcome to the Legendarium. Uh, <laughs> we're we're wondering whether or not anybody's gonna be It was it was a very abrupt.
2: <laughs> It was It was a very abrupt stop of Jim butchery in proportions.: Well, it? you
1: know, the, the the reality is Ken looked at us and he was like all full of himself and the power that he wields by saying,
2: "No, we are done. I have
1: well, the magic clicker." <laughs> I, I
0: also appreciate that both of you wanted to be more respectful of Murphy Murphy's story arc. Yeah. Then to give her five minutes at the wrap up,
1: and and yeah, th- let's let's be clear. I think uh, I, th- I I I we are going to start with Murphy, but I I don't think that uh, I I don't think that we can do Murphy justice in just what we've got here. We may there may be things that we talk about later on. We may come back to Murphy because Murphy is not a I I, I Murphy is a is a part of the Dresden universe in big ways we, we should she... at least let them know who we are oh does oh. it oh yeah we haven't we started as though we were in the middle of yeah, the this conversation this is a I, new episode welcome is, to the legendarium we're the blue team and <laughs> <Ken, laughs> Megan, this is a new Todd. here we are uh we're and, not just leaving the island <laughs> and
2: running into a kraken that's
1: <laughs>
0: we're, we're back oh, together we didn't talking even about, about battleground the
1: last time we, oh, we were we'll, talking about punching
2: we'll get to we'll get to more yeah. punching we'll, since we'll, we, we cut it off last time
1: um megan would you like to start us off on this one
0: So fun fact, um, I, in the middle of reading this book, um, watched one of the movie versions of Romeo and Juliet. And it's interesting to me that um, in the previous episode, you had mentioned Romeo and Juliet because I watched it and I just thought how very, this is weird, but I, I was thinking that Murphy's death and the way all of that went down was so very Shakespearean because I was looking at it. I mean... Murphy has been Harry's most significant female relationship, and she has been such a strength to him this whole time. And they've been building up the whole Rudolph is slowly going crazy because he has been um, confronted with this magical world time and time again and just keeps shaking it off and just keeps deciding that um, it's everybody else who is crazy.
1: You're a terrorist. You're not a wizard.
0: You're... you know we're getting Murphy fired but I still can't leave her alone now let's make sure that she's going to you know be arrested because she may have robbed a bank you know it's just like he can't leave it alone he just keeps yeah heading towards that direction and um i looking back on the events in this book where it starts off and Murphy is with Harry when he's in the boat and is facing the kraken which is hilarious um <sighs> and then she, uh, Harry tries to leave her with the Paranetters in Max Barr, and she's like, nope, coming to help you. And Harry and Murphy have this conversation where Harry's like, when this is over, can we go somewhere? And she's like, yeah. And I went, oh, good. She's going to die. You're that's, like, oh, that's crap. That's that indication. Um, and she slays a giant. She slays a freaking giant that, like, Harry has basically pounded Harry into the ground. And she's just like, "Oh, hey, check this out!" And just uzi's him because she's amazing. You
2: know what? If, if, honestly, if if there's a final act that is right? cooler than that, I mean, that is just more the Jotun uh, Slayer. And Gosh. I love
0: that at the end of the book, Harry is talking to Gard, and she's like, Uh, do not disrespect Murphy's death. She was a warrior, and she went out like a warrior. And there's no better way for someone to go." Um, which is why it makes me so angry that she was accidentally killed by Rudolph because he pulled the trigger because he was freaked out. And, you know, and another piece in that puzzle, Harry is, you know, on a bike wheeling through Chicago and he runs into Bradley and Rudolph and has this feeling. He's like, maybe I should kill him. No, 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 that's not the right thing to do. (laughs) And I just, I went back again and I read that and I was like, "I, I honestly don't know if I can go back and reread this series. I can't with the emotional state that I'm in right now. Yeah, sure. Because knowing how it ends would just be too hard for me. But again, like it just feels so Shakespearean the way all this went down. Where it's so epic, and Harry tries to tell her to you know stay home. You're injured. Stay home. I care about you. And she's like, No, I've been supporting you this whole time. I'm going to come and fight with you. I can do something. And then she gets killed by accident. And so and them- Romeo and Juliet. I just want to punch the book in the face.
1: Yeah, I, I, I personally felt. That this was an unearned death. Yes. Yeah.
0: It was Tasha Yar. Except Tasha Yar yes! was never Tasha oh, yeah. Yar was never my favorite character. And we spent how many books? 17 books getting to know Murphy and loving her and seeing her a whole arc. And so for her to die in such a stupid way, just you know, makes me extra glad that Gard at the end said, no, no, she had just slain a giant. She's pretty awesome. Yeah, she's... Don't don't worry about that. But I'm still just so mad about I, was, I did. I wanted. I wanted Harry to kill Rudolph.
2: I was most mad, and I don't want you to fly across and punch me. Okay. I was most mad about the fact that I didn't see the foreshadowing coming when Harry was was chastising Rudolph earlier about his trigger control, oh. and then he shows up again, and I'm like, Oh I, yeah, no, this yeah. is yeah, but it was this is happening, was, and it was his poor trigger control, and it was it was such a senseless death, but at the same time, I thought, you know what, I. I hate the way that it feels appropriate, and I say that only because how many times in in a situation like this, where where everything is going to crap, that somebody who deserves so much better dies in such a senseless way. It's true, and car wreck. It, yeah, oh, oh my gosh, so many times. It's like you you see somebody who is on top of the world i mean they they have a great job they are the nicest person they are ruggedly handsome they have six they have kids, who, the six best kids who they all who they spend all the time with and they are wonderful and everything boom drunk driver wipes them out something something senseless and you just sit there going why is this great person taken while somebody else is allowed to live? And then without getting too you know, philosophical, thinking this was the, philosoph- the philosophy going into it when Jim wrote it or whatever. I mean, it, I'm sure it wasn't, but so I sh- I'm sure it's writing or reading too much into it. But it, it's an appropriate, as, as much as I hate saying it, it's an, an appropriate death for the context. Uh, uh, even though it's it's a horrible death. I mean she I wish
1: she hadn't gone that way, but from a, from a standpoint of the from a standpoint of writing and and looking at what has to be put in place.
0: Nope. Oh. Nope. I reject that.
1: Hold on. I Hold reject on. that
0: it makes Harry stronger that she dies. I reject it. I hate it. It makes me so angry. Finish your thought. <laughs> I am so sorry. Finish your
1: thought. Wow. <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, Megan's not opinionated at all.
0: No, I I just hate it. It's like you'll watch the um, Wonder Woman movie and it's only after Steve Trevor dies and she realizes how much she loves him that she becomes so strong. And I'm like, no, whatever, she was strong before that. That was No, she the was. Best. And
1: and Harry and Harry would have been just fine. But there is a I, I can I can see from a writing standpoint yeah. the the device that is being used that is being implemented. And the device that's being used is to unhinge Harry. It is the it is the and and Mab takes advantage of it. Oh, she does. Yeah, and reminds and 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 digs the wound and pours in salt and just absolutely inflames it because as Butcher is writing this, he is using it as a tool to eventually give Harry a reason, yeah. a reason beyond reasons. Um, would, would Murphy have died? Had Ethniu not started this whole deal? Nope. Murphy might have gone to jail. Murphy might have gone. M- Murphy might have been in all kinds of difficult positions. Murphy might've become a vigilante and a, and a fugitive from justice. Mm-hmm. There could yeah. be all kinds of bad things that would, that could follow Murphy but Murphy would not have died had Ethniu not attacked Chicago. And from that standpoint, this connection, while it is, while I, I feel terribly, terribly uh, disappointed in this unearned death, mm-hmm. that it's because, and and I'm going to get back to the unearned aspect because I can see another aspect that I want to express.
0: Okay.
1: but But the fact that this that this death can be laid at the feet of Ethneu gives me a way of being able to say, okay, I see the device. I recognize the device. I still think it's not fair. There are so many other ways that this could have been done.
0: I need Rudolph to be found and face justice.
1: I need Rudolph to be found. I,
0: I need to have that be something that is specifically stated at some point in future books.
1: I need Rudolph to be found and not just face justice but to have everyone around him say it doesn't matter how crazy you sound you still shouldn't have shot a cop mm-hmm. yeah and my fear is that rudolph because he's a lieutenant yeah will be along the way treated with kid gloves and they're going to come after harry because Harry tried to kill him afterwards. Eh,
0: there oh. are too many people, that, like they're, they're witnesses.
1: If Butters is off fighting for the cross, fighting as a knight of the cross, if Sonya is off fighting for a knight of the cross...
0: Do you think Bradley would yeah. And speak to Rudolph's mental state?
1: Bradley was out of commission in that moment.
0: But he could speak to Rudolph's mental state.
1: Sure he could, but he's IA. And so it was... Bradley's internal affairs.
0: Oh, okay. I don't know what that means. Thank Sorry.
1: You. Bradley's internal affairs. And so was Rudolph. And the likelihood that an IA cop would go against another IA cop is probably pretty low. I don't so, know. So Harry did save his daughter. Harry saved his daughter, but but Bradley also got a chance to look at to give a soul gaze to Harry. Yeah.
0: True. And, and I'm going to come back to we, that too. We know that Harry's soul gaze freaks out of Kraken, so
1: We well, we know that it freaks out a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah. I'd love um,
2: to see Harry get a soul gaze with Rudolph and see how that buckles in. Well,
1: I, I kind of want well, you know, maybe that unhinges him and maybe that's what maybe that's what we see in the end. and Maybe we get a chance to see it. I don't know. But but I but I I get True, the writing my device. isn't always fair and I don't like it. I, I get the writing device. I acknowledge it. I feel like
2: I know that Guard said the Iron Iron Harry Iron don't get to come back until after their memory has passed. Yep. There's gonna I I gotta feel like there's gotta be some loophole to that.
0: See, and I feel like if there is, it would just cheapen it more.
2: Maybe, and I and that is a concern. Because in
0: such deep mourning, I feel like that needs to be. I he think, needs to be able to mourn and move on. I
2: yeah. As I as much think. as I hate
0: that she died, he needs to. He deserves to he deserves better than to have her like all of a sudden show up again the way he did to her.
2: And I don't think it, I don't think it would happen and I hope it wouldn't happen like next book or something like that, but maybe at the end of whatever this, you
1: know, big Armageddon trilogy they talk about. I actually see a way where her coming back in the next book could actually be really beneficial. And that is that she comes back to confront Harry before he has to, to finalize his wedding with Lara,
0: or would it be a mirror mirror thing where they go into another universe and she has been anti Harry the whole time in this other universe?
2: I I was also disappointed that Murphy didn't get a chance. To, we didn't get a chance to see Murphy's reaction to Harry getting forced betrothed to Lara because that. Well. <laughs> There's, there's some, man, that would have been a,
1: so there is one other thing that I want to, that I wanted to come back to you and say that I recognize in this particular, in this particular incident, um, something much larger. And that is that um, there is a, there is a very strong sentiment in, uh, in, in, in the United States and around the world about gun violence Mm. and uh, the tragedies that occur because of people having access to guns when they are not in a good mental state okay yeah um, I do not know if Jim Butcher is making a statement about that in this particular writing i'm I'm not intending I, I don't think he was I don't think that was his intent uh, but I but I recognize that some of the things that he articulated uh, in, in the in the context of the of the book, uh, draw a very clear connection between a proclivity to violence and the accessibility to firearms being a deadly, deadly, deadly combination, whether you're law enforcement or not. If you are not able to be disciplined when you are, when you are in possession, uh, and I think that this extends to a lot of other things that we might consider as pretty benign in our society, driving uh, mm-hmm. i have I have impressed upon my children the fact that when you are driving, you are piloting a two thousand pound missile, mm-hmm. and you must you must be aware of what you are doing. Mm-hmm. But I think it also extends to things like the speech that we use. Uh, and the way that we communicate with people uh, online and through various social media outlets, there is so much that we can do, When we are not thinking carefully and not exercising appropriate discipline over the means that are at our disposal, when we are in a place of anger, a place of rage, a place of outrage, that we lose control. And for me, as I read that, my immediate thought was, and this is why discipline is so critical Mm -hmm. and why people who are in positions of responsibility and authority must be the most disciplined among us Mm -hmm. so for me there was there was much more than just this story that was impacting that moment and maybe i'll tell you guys later why Um, (laughs) okay but it's uh but it's not just it's, it's, it's not just uh, about the unearned nature of the death. Yeah, I think there's much more to it. I do have one other thing that, um, that makes me ask the question, uh, or ask a question. We heard in ghost Story, "Oh, Harry, you're a monster." Oh yeah. yeah. We hear later on. When Maggie talks to him, no, you're not a monster. And in this moment, I
2: think he was. Oh, absolutely. I think he was. But
0: I don't, I I think Harry somehow thinks that he's special in that he could be a monster because as you just said, any one of us could be. Yeah. Any one of us could cross that line.
1: Yep. And, uh, and yeah. I, th- and I, I, and another, th- so... The continuation of that. What keeps us from being a monster is the company we
0: keep. Which is why I'm so happy that it was Butters and Sasha that found him.
1: Sonya.
2: But,
0: oh, yeah. my gosh. What is wrong with me?
2: It <laughs> doesn't matter. Ah, they're both Russian It names. doesn't You're matter. Fine.
1: <laughs> he was I Russian. can't
0: keep Molly and Maggie straight. I, can't, I don't know anything anymore.
1: <sighs> but I also think that I am very grateful that the two of you, as part of this team, that our listeners, as part of our community, that we are there for each other. Because uh, while I don't think any of us are going to be struggling with, with uh, epic forces the way that Harry does... I know Utah. that all of us, all of us, confront things on a regular basis, and I'm glad that we have each other yeah. to be able to uh, to work with and to support each other because that's what keeps us from descending into becoming monsters.
0: Agreed. It was one of my favorite things reading through this book was seeing how the regular humans of Chicago rallied because oh, Harry makes yeah. a lot yeah. of mention of how these are just regular people, and. Yeah, he gives them so many outs and says, you know, if you're not ready to do this, that's fine. If you are going to do it, this is how you handle it. Like he's so specific. And he says, Sonia, <laughs> yeah. you're in charge of these people. You help them know what to do. And he goes, okay, well here are these 20 actual military people. So they are
2: your officers. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, so good. So listen to what they say. Uh, but you, you know, Harry, he realizes at one point, they're taking down all of the Fomor at the bridge. And he says, once the humans saw that these, Crazy things could bleed, they had so much more confidence. They're like, okay, there's a chance. Yeah. And there's a definite through line through this book of hope and of faith, which he very, you know, he says very succinctly at as, one point. Uh, Can I find as, it? As,
2: you, as soon as you find it.
0: Yeah. Having those two going before me was not like having two allies. In that terrible, desperate place, it was like having hope and faith themselves standing beside you and that power was deeper and ultimately more meaningful than any enchantment or mystic weapon around um and yeah just seeing how the people the way the people of chicago rally and even at the end when harry is talking to the supernatural allies at the end and they're like oh no the humans are going to come at us and he's like "Mm." Mm. or they could become a lot more compassionate and really take care of each other because there's a lot of that that pops up too. When That's next, kind of what humans happens. do. Yeah, we, we have to look for the hope. We have to look for the good.
1: You know, we have, there is always a, I, I spend, I spend much of my day in my life, in my full time gig mm-hmm. dealing with problems that are caused by less than 5% of the population that I work with. Okay. Uh, so most of my life is spent uh, very much like, like legislators and police officers dealing with the ones who cause the problems. And rather than dealing with all of the ones who cause, who provide the solutions. And I think in, in this particular case, that's, that's exactly the message that, that I, that I, that I took away from this was Mm -hmm. that, no, uh, you know, even the people who pick up the shotguns, as soon as the shooting is over, they're going to look out for each other.
0: Right. There's so much more good in this world. Yeah. We hear about all the crappy stuff, but there's so much good that we don't get to hear about it because it's just every day it's people being people. One of the um, things well,
2: uh, we sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, and until they become accustomed to it and then they can start being jerks to each other again.
1: And they will because yeah. they're people. And yeah. when we don't have something to unite us, we will find our own ways to divide ourselves. Um, so, <laughs> so as we, as we talk about all of these things that were going on, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but the, the moment where there were, there were two moments in that, in that early part where, uh, where Sonia was talking and he says he says you know if if person next to you is not is shot down pick up their gun and keep going it reminded me of the scene in uh, Wolf at the Gates, uh, a movie a few years back yeah. about Leningrad yeah uh, or Stalingrad I can't remember one of the two oh, grads man. where they said you know the, the, to the to the Russian army as they were as they were charging out and I guess it was just because it was a, a Russian army and it was Sonia saying it they said, Uh, everyone was being issued, uh, five bullets and every other person was being issued a gun. And they said, when you are shot down, if the person, if you are the person carrying the gun, let go of it. Someone will pick it up. (laughs) If the person next to you is shot down, having a gun, pick up their gun. They we're giving everybody bullets, but we can only give half of you guns. <laughs> <laughs> but this kind of resolve that says we will stand mm-hmm. and we will defend yeah. our homes. What a magnificent kind of a deal. And to give it to Sonia to say those things. I don't know if Butcher was was channeling that and doing that as a as a as a. As a historical implication, but it was really cool. But I the other know. thing that was really cool about that whole moment was when he goes up and he says, "I'm a wizard." Harry walks up and says, "I'm <laughs> a wizard." Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, right, sure you are." And then he lights the, you know, he does this little thing, Lighting lights bolt. the tree on fire, and he's like, "Hey, we got a
2: freaking wizard with <laughs> us." Yeah, <laughs> they like, "Hey, oh, uh, how
1: about maybe he is?" Uh, these these kinds of these kinds of moments that throw in just a little bit of humor.
0: Oh, can I tell you my very favorite pop culture reference in all of the Justin Ah, Files at this point?
2: I better know what it is. Go ahead. Boot
0: to the head. (laughs) (laughs) Every single time. And I was just like, oh, oh, I thought I was the only person in the world who was familiar with Dr. Demento. (laughs) I am the happiest I've ever been in my whole life in this moment. And I, you know, I was a little bit disappointed that it ended up being, you know, Butters putting his boot on it because I thought he was going to like kick out the rebar or something. (laughs) Right. Which would have been really cool too, and made a little bit more sense with the whole boot to the head skit. Butter, but her to the head. Uh, boot to I the know head. It's, it's so funny the way he throws in those things. Another quote I really like that has now become one of my personal mental quotes is "Shut up, me."
2: <laughs> Shut <laughs> up, me. <laughs>
0: what are you doing I like,
2: beautiful I like when he calls her Regina George Yeah. <laughs> which I was disappointed that there wasn't a way to slip in there at the end and that's how Regina George died or that's how Regina George was captured or something yeah you know? yeah but Ugh. as as much as Murphy's death was sad and hurt and everything the one that nearly got me you know I, seriously made me you know slump my shoulders and drop my shoulders uh-huh. until I realized what
1: was going on yep Oh my gosh, that oh my one. Gosh. So did the rest of you say, as as you were reading through, did the rest you know of you I'm go, wait a minute, where's the dog?
0: Yes. Yes, I did. This one time I actually yeah. caught that.
1: Yeah. 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 but I'm so proud of both of you. Yeah. Well, I, you. I did.
2: But it, at, at the moment though, when those, when the, the former, when the listeners, not the listeners, the, the turtlenecks, yeah. you know, the rants, servitors, the yeah, servitors. Yeah. yeah. When they rushed the house and when they just overwhelmed him and left his lifeless body there, it's like, oh. I was not ready for that. And then and then when they got to Maggie and everything. Yeah. And I was just like, wait a second. Where is the dog? Sure enough. Yeah. There's no mouse. It's
0: not real. And that That. one was that one was foreshadowed, too, with Molly telling Harry right at the beginning of the battle. I'm not going to be here for you this time. And Harry's just like, what? No Padawan. I was not ready for that. What are you talking about? And so for later her to say, yeah, I hid them across the street like like in Fellowship. So good. So perfect. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Uh, as much as
2: I worry about Molly, I there's still so many things that just make me smile when she does them.
0: Well, and she's another one where she's, you know, everybody's worried about her becoming a monster. Harry is especially worried about her becoming a monster, but she goes to her parents, and they're like, "No, we already knew. We'll have a discussion about it at some point, but we're just glad you're here. Come on in." I
1: love. Michael is. You look perfect. Seriously,
0: we've unpacked the, best. the
1: silverware. Is that going to be okay? Yeah. <laughs> I love
2: the carpenters are the best thing in literature right now. They just are yeah, the best of, of everything.
0: Well, and the fact that, Harry, that Michael was so ticked when Harry was drummed out of the white council that he just started <sighs> wearing up a blue streak. And was like, Harry, right. You are welcome in my house anytime.
2: Oh my gosh. So we, this is what I wanted. This is what I wanted to touch on when we got to part two that was unexpected is we haven't talked about, aftermath yet not yeah. the, not the short story but harry's no longer a member of the white council
0: which is so suspect because the two people who would have stood up for him weren't there right
1: three and exactly and while he's him. while he's defending humanity mm-hmm. he was not fighting at any point along the lines for anything other than Humanity. He was fighting for Chicago. Yeah, right. He wasn't fighting for the Uncieley Accords. He wasn't fighting for any of the any of the signatories of that magnificent document, whatever the heck it is. Yeah, but he was fighting for humanity. And the wizards of the White Council blow it. Oh, yeah. you
0: killed you killed a human through magic, and it's like, uh, yeah. Context means nothing. I
1: guess. So yeah, is exactly. The, is, uh, let's let's be fair. Had McCoy. Killed humans with magic? Yes, he had on numerous occasions in an effort to get rid of the white of the red court. He's allowed. He's the black. That's his job. Yeah. Yep. So why in this particular case is Harry censured from it? All of the rest of the all of the rest of the White Council are gone. No one was even there. Yeah.
0: I felt like Ramirez was kind of all over the place with oh we're friends now oh we're not friends now oh I I feel like that too and I'm
2: not sure. I'm not sure what to make of it if maybe he's influenced by outsiders or something.
1: I don't think so. I think I think Ramirez is just really in a very difficult situation.
0: Or maybe, with,
2: yeah, maybe. He, you
1: think
0: he's a company man?
1: I think he's a company man because he has been, let's let let let's be fair, Yeah, he's been in so many situations that Harry has helped him out, but he's also been in a whole bunch of situations where Harry has abandoned him and the only people that have been there to t- help take care of him have been the White Council. Sure. Yeah, And he has been raised to a position where he's now got responsibility and authority in the White Council. And when you are in a position of authority and responsibility, you do what you gotta do. And when Harry pulls some cheap moves on him, yeah. it yeah. kind of hurts.
2: Harry has done him dirty a few times. And it, yeah. it's one thing that's kind of, irritated me about harry is this is the guy who was supposed to be your best buddy in the white council he's your chief ally in the white council and you have done him dirty several times not only that you are a member of the white court or not the white court the winter court who has uh, literally ramirez has literally nearly died at their hand not that he expected that and not that she expected that but but nearly but he he nearly died because of white or because of the winter mantle. You're
0: talking about the short story Cold Case. I'm talking yes. about the short case story. In case other people haven't ca- read it yet, don't know what we're talking about. Go and
2: read Cold Case, and you'll understand what we're talking about. I don't want to spoil it for you because I want to give you something to look forward to. Now that we have no more Dresden for a while, for a while, you know. You know so know if other- you have not read Cold Case, go read Cold Case, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. But he he nearly was literally torn apart by the winter yeah. court.
1: Here's here's so. another thing to think about with with Ramirez. You know, early, You know, last. Uh, I think it was the last time we talked about the fact that Harry decided to be honest. He decided to tell people this is what's going on. You need to know. Yeah. You so you can make a choice. And he gets to Ramirez and he says, "I gotta hide the truth from him." And it isn't always because Ramirez. It yeah. was because uh, Wild Bill and Yoshiro. Yeah. And the others that were there, that he didn't know if he could trust them. He was fairly sure. You remember he said he was fairly sure he could trust Ramirez. Yeah. But he wasn't completely sure. And his unwillingness to be honest and clear is always going to be his Achilles heel. He protects. He protects. He says he's protecting other people. I think he's really protecting himself. It's
0: usually the case.
2: Yep. How wild is the fight going to be when Wild Bill and Yoshiro show back up as Black Court vampires? Ah, oh,
0: dude,
2: you know that one's coming. That's yeah. got to happen because Harry told he promised Ramirez we're going to make it right. Count on it. And now, you know, and now here he's he out. Is, here he is out before they could make it right. So does ooh does Carlos die? And that's what ooh. so Wild black Bill court. and Yoshiro get so, Carlos and then.
0: I'd just like to say something it's a little bit of a tangent, but I really, really appreciated the symmetry in this book where Harry has the battle with the Black Court vampires in the graveyard that, you know, it's like, oh hey, Mavra's still here. And then at the end of the book, they finally fill Harry's open grave, right, with all of the pictures and the keepsakes of the people who defended Chicago. And has the gravestone put up that just says they, it. like, it's a monument to the people who died. I
2: love that. And so he's able too. to take
0: this grave that has been you know, haunting him <laughs> for the last, <laughs> I don't know, this whole series. And is able to turn it into something that is cathartic and helpful, hopefully, for a lot of people.
1: I did love that. So does Harry being drummed out of the White Council change Harry? I almost
2: think it changes him for the better because he doesn't have to. He, he's worried and rightly so, I think, that now he doesn't have the protection of the mantle of Wizard of the White Council. He, However, yeah,
0: he can't call them to back him up ever.
2: No, but he's got the mantle of winter still. And that's going to give people pause before they start just coming at him. And he has the
0: him. winter
1: court yeah, that he can call upon and that he can direct
0: And if he marries Lara, then he also has the White Court. He
2: also has the White Court, which, granted, these are not good bedfellows. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when when we're saying it this way, hey, yeah, you don't have the White Council backing you up, but you have the Winter Court. But you have the White you you have murderers
1: and sadistic killers for at your beck and call. Wow! Uh, Right. So, as I said before, does this change Harry? Here's the th- I, I don't I don't know that it changes him, but I th- but I don't think that the idea of Harry needing to be worried about people coming in and taking advantage of that. I don't think that's very high. I do think that it frees him from his ability to find the hypocrisy and the duplicity that is running rampant in the white court. Yeah. And I think yeah. it gives an opportunity for him to right some wrongs. Um, there is a, there is a strict interpretation of the rules of magic. I think Harry's going to follow it. I don't think Harry's going to kill people with magic, except in situations. I don't think he's going to become a practitioner of black magic.
0: No, no, Uh, no. But I think
1: what we're going to find is that that's going to, that's going to be the piece that's going to follow him. And so he's going to have to be extra careful about making sure that he doesn't fall into those areas of questionable magic use. I right.
2: will be interested to see how this whole situation fractures his relationship with Ebenezer.
1: Oh my goodness! I will
2: also be interested to see if this situation fractures, fractures Ebenezer's relationship with the White Council.
1: I think both are. I think both are strong potentials. I think so as and I, well. I, I, it'll be interesting to see how that resolves.
2: I'll also be interested to see if this humanizes the White Court a little bit, and I kind of mm-hmm. hope it doesn't, just because I don't want. I don't want the white court to turn into sympathetic Twilight story vampires. I just don't. But I Harry is going them to, to be need bad guys.
0: these terrible allies that he has in order to face nemesis. Because that's That coming. is
2: true. Yes. That's
0: a thing that's going to show up. And that's something he's going to need help with. Yes. That the good guys won't necessarily understand or be able to help with. Except- and if, if Harry already has these people that he's like, well. Their loyalties are questionable and they have questionable morals and they're not great people, but at least I already know I can't entirely trust them. Yeah, as opposed to like the white council where it's like, oh, yeah, no, these are all my buddies. I mean, not anymore, but if they had all been his buddies and he's like, oh, I can totally trust you. But if Nemesis had infiltrated that and twisted that, that's something that he wouldn't see coming. Right. So he's, or maybe Nemesis
2: already has that's Probably. what i'm saying i wonder if ramirez is twisted a little bit and i still am uh, skeptical of christos i'm very skeptical of christos it
0: was nice though to kind of spend a couple of minutes with christos and see him fighting and not a total yes to not see game. him
2: be a complete prat that was nice to yeah, see that was nice he's british so i've decided to church it up a little Ooh, bit okay speaking Good of slightly
0: you. british did you notice that Marcone's? uh what, Namshiel? Slightly British?
2: Yes. Yes. I did notice that.
0: <laughs> um, how... That makes me so happy, you guys, that he's one of the Knights of the Black and Denarius because now I feel like he is finally like a worthy foil for Harry. Yes. So if he is the ultimate big bad, I now support that.
2: I'm interested to see how much... Uh, Marcone is very controlled and measured and deliberate in pretty much everything he does. Mm-hmm. In fact, you we never see him flapped is that a word cuz he's unflappable so you never see him flapped
0: really i think that works
2: except we're going to make it work except for <laughs> at that unseely executive council meeting when mm-hmm. harry says i need a place to stay the swardels evicted me so i'm taking your castle
0: Well, and and it's the whole thing with uh, you. He's like, I need a reward. And Barcone says, you you, got the eye. And he's like, no, I
2: I don't know where that is. Wink, wink. I uh.
1: and he can say, (laughs) I really don't because Alfred has it someplace, which
2: is a clever way to get around, you know, something like that. If you don't know, you can't lie.
1: I will never say that. I've never used that.
2: Tool. Oh, I will oh, say yeah. that I have used that tool several times. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie about it. But, but anyway, yeah. that's the that's the first time we really see Marcone thrown off his game a little bit. Yeah. Well, but, I, I, go ahead. i oh, sorry, I was gonna say, but be that as it may, I wonder. I'm interested to see going forward who's in more control, Marcone or Namshield and I feel like it's going to be Marcone.
1: I want to see who's more in control. uh Is it Marcone or Nicholas? Or or Nicky. Oh yeah. Nicky. I
0: just I read that whole thing and I was just waiting for Marcone to like turn on Harry and he never did. Like at this point, Marcone does seem to still have the control. He has the power. Yeah. He was able to use it to do what he needed to do to defend Chicago, which I just thought was so great. I really, (sighs) really enjoyed that whole thing. It
2: was so good.
0: He takes the eye and he runs away with it and then he turns into a in my mind he was like a weird worm monster, but
2: Boy, that was a shocker moment too. When all of a sudden she snaps his neck.
0: Yes. Like, oh my
2: gosh! I I saw
1: that. I I, when I when I read that, I was like, well, good, but (laughs) what? But good. The the first thing I thought, my I did an audible
2: gasp, and then my second thought was, "Where's the other shoe?"
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Very much so.
2: Because that was not the end of Marcone. No. Although, how about the end of Hendrix? I was a little oh. bit of a, I was a little bit saddened by that. Not like not like I was the the thought of Michael or not that the actual yeah. of Murphy, but I was like, "Oh,
0: he was inevitable." I'd come to
2: like Hendrix.
0: Yeah, he you was, know. He was always there. And
2: to see how much it, it struck
1: Guard, humanizing <laughs> Guard a little bit, I real, I really appreciated that as well. The relationship between Harry and Guard has grown more complicated and more entertaining. Yeah. And I've I really enjoyed their moment <laughs> alone. When she says, "Oh yeah, no, she's been taken. She's she's in the halls of the honored warrior, Dad." Yeah, that's a and and to see guard having a moment where she misses her friend mm-hmm. as much as Harry misses his friend.
0: Who they'd been together at least as long as Harry and Murphy had. Pretty
1: close, yeah, pretty, pretty close. close. Powerful, um, powerful stuff. What? A wonderful that that piece of it, by the way. That piece of Murphy's end. I was satisfied with. Yeah. I was okay I, with that. I read a I almost do we want to talk about
2: predictions going forward or anything? Are we are we done have we spoken our piece? Do we have do
1: we have predictions or do we have questions?
2: I have questions, predictions, and speculations. Okay.
1: okay. Well, give us enough time to be able to have just a couple of words about uh, Christmas Eve. And okay. uh maybe okay. we'll be able to do that.
2: Um, do we wanna talk about Christmas Eve first? Now let's let's end with Christmas Eve. I'll we'll end th- with Christmas I think. Eve, I think. Um I saw one on the discord that surmises we've been talking about how maybe Harry is Merlin or how, how, or, or maybe Merlin is Harry later in life, that sort of thing. Or I think, I think Harry is a descendant, a direct descendant of Merlin. You said that. I saw that on the discord. Um, I also think this is purely, uh, because everybody's kind of speculated what Harry's soul gaze looks like. I think. That we get a chance in Mirror Mirror to see Harry soul gaze Harry. Oh, I think there's some alternate reality, alternate dimension thing that I think we get a chance to see Harry soul gaze Harry.
1: That that might be interesting.
2: And also along that, and this is my last one, I think we find that the Harry in Dresden Prime that we've been following for sixteen or for fifteen point two books or fifteen and two halves books is actually the bad Harry. And it sets up so we we assume that the Harry in the mirror universe is the bad Harry and this Harry's got to f- put it into him. But we find out, no, no, you're the bad Harry. I'm the good Harry. Ooh. And it leaves a lot of like reflection and. Oh, I'm pulling something off the table. That's interesting.
1: That's that's my
2: last one is we find out that our Harry is actually the bad Harry when we're led to believe that he's the good Harry.
1: I, I I don't know. I you know, when we when we now that now that I know that the name of the next book is Mirror Mirror and not Unholy Matrimony, <laughs> um I I can see and because we know that there have been so many references to Star Trek and Star Wars and all those kinds of things, I can see that I, I can see this kind of a deal. I'm I'm not sure I'm ready to get on board with that yet, Kay. but but I can see it. Yeah. I could I could recognize it. But I can also recognize that what harry might see is a world where harry chose not to practice magic. Oh yeah, that would be interesting. And what the world might look like that way.
0: A world where yeah. harry was not adopted by Justin Mourne.
1: A world where perhaps harry was adopted by Justin Demorn, but as soon as he as soon as he escaped from Justin, he shut down his magical gift on his own. Could yeah. be. I don't know. We'll get an or may, maybe a world where harry died in that fight with Justin DeMorn.
0: That's what I was going to say or he died from he who walks behind in the in the convenience store.
1: And maybe Elaine became the one that was the real protector in that other universe if ah. that's if that's really the direction that it goes. What if we get
2: glimpses of multiple universes? Oh my goodness. There's if one a, where Harry actually stays with his, his parents don't die and he grows up with his family or something like that. If we
1: have a multiverse, we have an opportunity to to do all kinds of things. Uh, but it could also be the mirror the uh the mirror of erised oh yeah yeah. Yeah, so maybe we've maybe it's going to be something that allows him to see what he really desires and if
2: it it becomes a multiverse do we start referring to this harry as harry 616 absolutely okay i I think i I think jim butcher would
1: require that (laughs) so any other predictions or thoughts about things going forward
2: i'm good megan we don't really you realize we don't get this until like 2022 right yeah, it's going to be gonna a take while. In five
0: years? No, I'm sorry. What year are we in right now? <sighs>
2: we're in, We're in You 20... had said
0: something about five years, so in my mind, that meant that he was going to finish up the series in five oh. years.
2: Oh no, 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 oh. no. 2020.
1: We so... get like another
2: seven books or so.
1: Yeah, so uh, we could we could have a little while.
0: I hope I find something else to read in the meantime.
2: I hope
1: so. So speaking of something else to read, uh, let's talk about let's talk about Christmas Eve. Okay. Uh, as you guys know. I'm just a little bit of a Christmas nerd. You are. It's adorable. And so when I saw the when I saw the title of Christmas Eve, and got to the part where, just just from the from the very first of the story where Harry is trying to put together the the bike mm-hmm. and Michael's standing there saying, "No, I'm not going to steal this one from you <laughs> at all, yeah. all right, right? Uh, having. Had many Christmases, and Ken, I'm sure you have. Oh too, my gosh! Where you've been up until two o'clock in the morning putting something together and saying, "I can't even see these directions anymore. I don't know what's going on." Yep, oh, I, I've I put together many a bike and many a scooter as we're as we're <laughs> at and listening to you know as as I'm listening to it and you know Mouse is the one that gives him the right parts and kind of <laughs> helps him along. I, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. But were you surprised? As he went through the gifts he received, he receives yeah. a gift from Mab for Please. Maggie.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, oh the gift gosh. of the
1: the gift of the ring mm-hmm. that plays
0: "Let It Go." That plays <laughs> music. <laughs>
2: by by the way, tangent, uh, really quick, to see the evolution of his cultural references through fifteen yeah. and two two halves books is is hilarious. Lots of fun. Oh Lots my gosh, to see it going from just All Star Wars all the time to getting into Mean Girls and Pirate Frozen and Pirates of Penzance and and Boot to the Head and yeah. but there it, is always to, Star Wars. But there's always Star Wars. It's just fun to see his his cultural references evolve. But yes, the the ring that plays
1: that plays Let It Go, but that heart. also gives her power. Yeah. And I love that I love the little conversation between uh, Harry and, and Mab when he says, what kind of power <laughs> will this <laughs> give her? And, and she's like, it's a gift of winter. And he's like, oh, crap. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it only lasts for a certain number of hours. Like it expires at what, noon? Something,
2: something. like something. that. Yeah, usually something it's noon like because it's winter. But
1: uh, So, you know, interesting gift. As the first gift comes in, he does a wonderful job of making sure that we know that there will be three visitors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, And I, I, as soon as I heard that trouble me no more, I was like, oh, this is nice. Although I really think I could have seen, you know, maybe a Muppet Christmas Carol reference in there. That would have been nice. But then we get Molly and Molly's gift that honors his request of winter, that winter make restitution. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was that something that you guys
2: saw coming? No, I figured that would take place off the page and kind of it does. I mean, it takes place in a novella or in a a short story. So really, technically, it takes place off the page. But then we get to see it. It's, It's a sweet little wrap up, I thought.
0: I think it's a very Molly thing to do. Oh, yeah. Is to say like, hey, here's the actual number. We did what you asked us to do.
1: Molly's going to be an interesting character Molly is the Molly is the human side mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but she is also the stealer of children yep yes I in fact we didn't mention that, that we we didn't and and I was kind of specific about that because I wanted to come back to it here okay it makes Molly's role within these books much more complicated mm-hmm. yeah Harry has always been a defender of women and children mm-hmm. And innocent mortal citizens of Chicago. And Molly's role as the Winter Lady, with all of the nightmarish responsibilities that attend that role, which include the stealing of children,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is something very tragic. Yeah. That Molly, who loved her little brothers and sisters, is now in a position where that's going to have to change, and there will be—I'm sure there will be consequences. But I'm so glad that there's still a humanness to Molly, and we see that we see that battling a little bit. We saw it in we saw it in uh, battleground. We see it a little bit here that there is a battle that she is fighting to maintain her connection to humanity, even while she does such inhuman things for all of the best reasons for the rest of humanity. Right. Mm-hmm. Because without that with without we we now understand Nemesis had infected uh, the Winter Lady long before Maeve had infected her long before because that was her way of being able to have a smaller force to fight. Right. Yeah. In this battleground Molly comes along in the nick of time and after cold case as we see starts setting right all of the accounts of the winter lady mm-hmm. bringing in all of these warriors who are actually children yeah mm-hmm. what a what a difficult difficult situation that puts molly in well and as harry says
2: he's not even sure it's wrong
1: i i like, uh, you know i'm i'm gonna leave the i'm gonna leave some of that alone until we get to a couple of more of the books because i'm sure we're going to confront that sure we expected to see kringle right
0: oh absolutely it's Oh, Christmas. heavens, yes
1: did we expect the gift?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, I don't remember what it is, Todd. That's why I have this look on my face. But,
1: but the, but the look was cute. The gift, um, okay. so, <laughs> the, the gift of his coffee mug that he gave his yes. dad, yeah, that had coffee still in it. That had some warm milk with a little bit of coffee. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this uh, this hearkening back to times past, yeah, this connection for Harry that you know what just because he's not there doesn't mean that his influence is gone. And just because you're imperfect doesn't mean you can't be a good dad. For me, so let me let me make sure you understand the the place where I was at when I was reading that. I was in my local gym on a treadmill running my miles that I was having to run that day. Mm -hmm. Tears streaming down my face and people looking at me like, just a workout dude <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is how much I sweat you guys
1: you don't understand I'm sweating from my eyeballs it's just that it's gonna right. work out.
0: they're so dry it's winter <laughs> <laughs>
1: a, a, a beautiful moment a, a and and I think um for me um as a as a reader of all of this, a beautiful gift from Jim Butcher to be able to give something like this that that gave a moment of real sentimentality. And I know a lot of people don't like sentimental kinds of things and unearned sentimentality especially is really difficult. But you know what? We spent, we spent years now, and for us it's been a short number of years, but for mm-hmm. other Jim Butcher fans it's been a long number of years that they have spent with Harry not having the connection to his father yeah. that he would like to have had. And so to have had that moment, uh, and to have gotten a mug that's that is the number one dad mug, the kind of mug that every dad looks forward to, yeah. was a was a really sweet treat. Made all the more sweet by Ma- by Maggie coming out and saying, huh? "Who's that? Santa <laughs> well, brought me a bike," <laughs> <laughs> which Aww. is what every father longs to hear. Yeah. Oh, Santa Claus is real, and he brought me a bike. What a really sweet, touching, and human way to end this whole deal. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. When I, one of those things thinking about Harry spending Christmases with his dad is that he did have kind of a lovely childhood, a very normal, regular childhood, just him and his dad not having to deal with all of the crazy magic. And his life has been so nuts ever since he lost his dad, but it was. You know something that he can look back on and just be grateful and know that he was loved and that that set up the rest of his life where he is now creating his own family um i mean obviously he has his daughter and he has his grandfather but he has these friends he has the carpenters who have welcomed him in yeah he has butters who is basically like his brother he has his actual brother who granted is not available at the time but he just he has people that he's he loves he's not as alone as he thought he would be
2: yeah we haven't even talked about how how uh thomas gets out of demon reach you know something tells me mirror mirror has something to do with that Mm. i sorry this this is my last prediction before we leave there was speculation and I heard and I went, oh, I wish I had thought of this. So I can't take credit for it. And I'm going to take a little bit of credit for it by not remembering who actually said it. <laughs> the person in the bottom of Demon Reach that he talks to, you know, it's like, oh, just leave me alone. Why bother? Blah, blah, blah. The original Merlin. Who set up Demon Reach. Oh. Who said, I deserve to be here because, you know, well, the stuff he did. And so it, that's his penance is he put himself there.
1: That's interesting.
2: That's an interesting theory. I thought, huh. Well Sorry, I guess we're the, gonna find out. That's the last one I'm gonna leave you with. All right. We well, got two episodes out of what was supposed to be a one
1: episode book. You know what though? <laughs> I well, think they were they were very valuable episodes.
0: I think so too. And I mean they were two books that took over just the course of a couple of days. Like Battleground was really just I don't know, eight hours or so. But I, I think I said it to you when I was saying, I think I'm about ready to talk about this book, maybe. Yeah. But I you had said we could wait another week before we talk about it. We have other episodes that we can post in the meantime. And my comment was, you know, if there's anything I learned from this book is that life can change in a day. So let's not postpone yeah. something we don't need to postpone like that.
2: That's a good I'm,
1: thing to take away from it. Yeah. I think that's a great place to end. Thanks everybody. We'll see you next time.